Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name's Doug Cunnington, and this is a special episode. It's actually being recorded, quote, live. So I am at a conference called FinCon, and today I'm gonna to talk about the costs of going to a conference. So I did uh, prepare a little bit, and wrote out some of the line items, and I'm gonna go through each of the, the costs here. I'll probably go on a tangent here or there, and I am at the uh, podcast booth. There's like a huge sort of auditorium, uh, just open space, and there's a lot of booths set up. There's a lot of uh, you know authors around here. There's different companies and sponsors and stuff like that. You know how conferences are, and one cool thing. So my friend Chelsea Clark at you know what I forget, I forget the name of her. it's like blogs for sale something or other she's probably going to come over when she has a second so she's uh, just over there she does have to be at the booth to make sure she could chat with people and all that but i told her i was recording she's going to pop over she's going to interrupt me in the middle of whatever it is i'm talking about and we're going to actually i'm not even sure what we're going to talk about we'll, we'll figure it out when she gets over here and the other cool thing is uh, Ezoic, one of uh, the podcast and YouTube sponsors. They have a booth here as well. So I, I don't think it's anyone that I know uh, that's gonna be here, but I will know them after I go and talk to them. So Ezoic, you know, I'll give them a quick shout out. You can check out their product Leap. It'll help your website load faster. Get green and core web vitals. And Ezoic is cool because you could use products like that. Uh, there's no page view minimum, so you can sign up and you can use those products to help your site load faster. They have big data analytics, which I was just uh, telling one of my uh, coaching students. He said, I have like Google Analytics 4 and I don't know how to, I don't know what's on there. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to look anything up. I said, well, just go to Big Data Analytics and you'll be able to like get to all the details and metrics that you need. So that's great. Anyway, shout out to Ezoic. And uh, Chelsea is going to come over and chat with me about something. So this episode is uh, going to be a little fly by the seat of your pants, my pants, our pants. And we'll, we'll figure it out. So the reason why, well, the reason why I came up with this episode is because I'm at a conference <laughs> and I actually have some relatives uh, around here. I have an aunt who lives uh, about an hour outside of Orlando in the villages. Look it up, people, if you haven't checked it out. The villages are, it's like a senior uh, community, but it's huge. There's like 100,000 people. And apparently there was like an STD um, outbreak a few years ago and it was, had you know widespread coverage. And I think you can put together the dots, you know, some of these seniors, you can put together the dots, but I'm going to tell you anyway, uh, these seniors were hooking up. It's like uh, spring break 1999 or something like that, or, you know, the late sixties and they are having a great fucking time, uh, literally and figuratively. And uh, honestly, it was a cool place. I hung out with my aunt for about a, a you know, a few days, several months ago, and there's tons of activities. There's a lot of uh, restaurants and facilities. It's like a golf cart community in a extremely serious way. There's like golf cart pads all over the place. So the other kind of pro is there's not a lot of little kids around. So if you do have little kids, that would be a, a downside. But if you don't have children, 
then not having little kids around is kind of a pro. It's kind of a cool thing. So anyway, the villages are not bad. And if it wasn't in uh, Florida, which is it's oppressively hot and humid, and it is absolutely, it's sort of indescribable. It's like a wall of, it's like you stepped into a steam room, but that is just what they call outside here. It's rough. It's pretty rough. Anyway, I'm at this conference and I have an aunt who lives close by. So my dad actually drove down from Atlanta to hang out with my aunt. And then we met up for dinner and we went to what's called a Disney, is it Disney Springs? Disney Springs. And there's a, it's like an outdoor mall. Nothing better than being outdoors in the humidity and 95 degree heat. But we went there and it was right after Labor Day. So the pro with that is it wasn't very crowded. Now it felt fairly busy to me because I don't know what it normally looks like, but my aunt said that it was, you know, wonderful. She said she couldn't believe uh, how uh, underpopulated it was. But anyway, it was cool. And we ate at this restaurant. It was like an Irish pub. I forget the name, but I sat down and started looking at the menu and I was going to order a beer. I was going to order a a uh you know something irish i got a guinness actually and i was like wait a second how much are these beers 10 fucking dollars for a beer it was nine to you know 10 50 or something like that for just normal beers like the miller light was like nine dollars so i mean i know it's disney but yeah my aunt was like ah it's disney so what are you what are you gonna do it's just a little expensive and, uh, you know, they, they picked up the bill. We were all going to split it, but they, they wanted to uh, treat me. So I was like, yeah, that sounds good to me. And it looks like Chelsea is uh, coming, coming up. She's approaching the table here. And, yeah, we'll just, we're not even going to edit this or anything like that. No editing? Yeah. Scary. We just, we do it raw. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then, yeah, if you scoot in just a touch here, perfect. And... You should be able to hear me pretty good and go ahead. And uh, so someone's taking a picture. Maybe we will edit it out, but we do like the raw. So Chelsea, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing really good. And I'm just going to play with your levels it's here. It's so nice to get to actually meet you in person because we've been internet friends for like two yeah. years-ish now. So yeah. and you're I, a real person. I am. And you're, you're a real person too. So... Today, the episode is about like the conference costs, but we can potentially hit that a little bit, but I do want to hear about what you're doing here. And as I was doing the intro, I don't prepare much. So I was like, I think her, her uh, website is blogs for sale, but tell us what your website is. Yep. You're right. Blogsforsale.co. That's a marketplace and a platform for investors who like to buy and sell niche sites. So that's what we specialize in content sites, sites that are monetized with affiliate marketing, digital products and ad revenue. Perfect. And you started it from scratch, right? Can you talk about the origin of it? I did, yeah. So I started, well, I've always been a blogger myself, loving blogging back like the Tumblr days. And then um, I was working at a business brokerage in marketing. And the business brokers were really focused on brick and mortar 
businesses. And I knew that there was, you know, there's a market for the digital space and for online businesses. So I went through the IBBA. I specialize in content sites. I don't do brick and mortar. And that's just been my focus. And we've really just grown from there over the years. And now we're growing faster than I was expected. So now yeah. I have to like, you know, it's a real business now. It's not just a side hustle anymore. Right. What, what's the IBBA? Uh, International Business Brokers Association. Got it. Okay. And yeah, can you talk a little bit about the growth and like where you are right now? And then I want to back into a couple things too. Sure. Yeah. Um, I really started, I actually started herpaperoot.com first. That's where I was sharing like marketing tips and blog flipping tips and stuff like that. And I was just flipping my own sites. And then pretty soon people just kept asking me like, hey, can you help me? Or where should I sell my yeah. site? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to create a marketplace and we'll just, we'll create that space for creators to be able to do that. So that's, that was our startup. That's how it's been, you know, where we started from the ground up. And uh, it's just yeah. been going really good from there. And now we're here at FinCon and we're, you know, we're right. meeting everybody. It's, it's going to be a good one. How did you decide to come to FinCon versus like other conferences? Well, after like COVID, you know, it was like lockdown. And then I was like, you know what? I think, you know, I'm triple vax now. I just want to yeah. get out there. So no, I'm doing tons of conferences now. So okay. this is like, this is the plan now for the rest of the season. It's just going to be gotcha. doing conferences. But FinCon's such a big one. So. Right. It is big. Yeah. Do you know how many people were supposed to attend this year? I don't I, I looked know. it up and I saw all different numbers from different sites and sources, okay. so I don't what, know. What was the range? Do you... I was seeing like 600 up to like 10,000, so the range was... <laughs> okay. I didn't know it's what useless. to believe. useless, yeah. Who knows? Um, well, I think I, I went to the one last year in Austin, and I think it was like 800 to 1,000 is what I heard, yeah. and it, it that looked seems like reasonable, that. reasonable, right? Yeah. And then I heard it was maybe like 3,000 in 2019 in D.C., so my guess is yeah. maybe in the middle of that. Um, and this space looks pretty big. This is a giant resort and hotel. Yeah, so, nice and you just got here like this morning, right? Yes. Yes. So, you, have you had a chance to like look around and everything? Not really. I just kind of saw it driving in. Um, the Uber that picked me up. It was like 6 a.m. from the airport, and he was just like blasting this like uh, club version of Sean Paul, and I was just loving it. I was like, I've been on the red eye. I haven't slept yet, and I was just dancing in the back seat. So it was just a good. I got the view coming into the hotel, but I haven't actually checked out anything yet. So hopefully. Okay. Okay. in a couple days it can actually it's cool. take it in. <laughs> it's cool. The pool looks awesome and then there's a water park. Yeah. And which sounds dirty but I still may check it out. <laughs> I haven't been to I loved water parks when I was uh, younger. Um, but I just haven't been in a long time. But yeah, I mean kids are dirty and everything so I suspect <laughs> just go I don't for know. it you're on vacation and then they have uh, like five restaurants the fitness room is awesome so anyway it's a pretty good hotel so yeah. now before how much time do I have with you because I want to I know you have to get to the booth we've got time to, okay yeah. yeah it's quiet in here right now so when you started the marketplace what did you envision you mentioned that it grew faster than you expected so did you have any goals set out or you just thought let's do the next challenging thing and then we'll figure it out from there yeah in the beginning it was just like i wanted to be able to create that space for people it was like i saw a need and i could you know help people in my community and i didn't realize that there was so many people who are interested in this stuff and nerd out on website investing just like I do and it's way bigger than you know when yeah. I was getting into it and now of course we all know it's this huge industry and everyone wants to be in it now but right. yeah that that was really how it started and then pretty soon it was just started making more connections and more people wanted bigger sites and we got the bigger listings and right yeah 
just go from there. When you're hitting a point where it grew faster than you expected, have you had to grow the team? What does the team look at like? What, what are operations like? Is that pretty tough to yeah, onboard people and all that? It's really good now. We've got a really good system. We have four listing agents, and so they each represent their own listings, and they support the buyers and the sellers on either side. And they're awesome, and they're all they work. They're all from the states, but they live all over. Like uh, Tay, she lives in Mexico, so it's all everybody can work from you know their computers wherever sure. they can get Wi-Fi, and it's it's a good situation. Awesome. Yeah. And did you have a background in like growing a, a team and stuff like that? No, no, okay. I definitely did not. I worked in marketing and events planning, so I had some experience in that and, you know, and actually growing a business, I did go to school for this kind of stuff, even though it's very different sure. now than what I actually yeah. learned back in, what was it, 2003 in university. But, you know, um, yeah, I, it's just, I kind of figured it out as I went along and Okay. You know, watch a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> so what was one of the, can you tell me about like one of the big challenges that you, maybe you were stuck on for a little while before you've solved it? Maybe it's onboarding people or hiring or just too many requests coming in and you don't know how to handle it and you want to make sure you provide good service. So anything like that, any big challenges that took a little while to solve? Yeah, definitely. So hiring was a big one. And when I started, I was a solopreneur, solopreneur in the beginning, and I was doing too much myself. And so that was a big hurdle to overcome. It was like about the first year, I think I was still doing everything myself until I was able to like open it up, you know, bring people on, accept that other people can do it better than I can and let go right. of that control. And then that's when everything really was able to scale because I wasn't the bottleneck, which I had been in that first year. So that was big. You, you made it sound like it was fairly quick. How long did it take you to like let go of the control and see that people could do things better than what you were doing? I was really fortunate because the first two team members that I hired, they knew like they were just really good. They were on it. They were really excited for the opportunity for the role. So it made it so much easier for me just to know that I had someone who was so passionate to try and learn. And so, yeah, it, it only really took a couple months of training and then okay. now they're, they're running with it and, and training other people now without me having to do it. Perfect. And how, how did you find your team members? They were actually all um, community members in my her paper community of bloggers. So they were content creators. They were, two of them were in my membership, like mm -hmm. my like, private mastermind. And so I had that uh, relationship with them, just meeting them on the coaching calls, and I just hit it off with them. And it was just coincidence at the same time they both asked me if I was hiring or if I had any position that they could get more involved with me. And I was like, you know what? Yes, let's make this happen. And it just kind of opened that up. Perfect. It's I've heard timing. that from uh, a couple people too, where instead of like looking externally, like they have all the contacts because of, you know, some other work that they were doing or like if I, you know, I have the podcast and YouTube. So if I just said, Hey, I need help in a certain area, like a handful of people will show yes. up, which is great. Cause it's kind of pre-vetted if they actually listen to some of the ramblings that I have, then they kind of understand how I work and yeah. what's important. So Here's a quick word from our sponsor, Otis Global. That's O-D-Y-S, the source for premium age domains with strong branding and powerful backlinks. The feature domain for today is the tradeshowcoach.com, and it was a domain from Susan Friedman, who 
was, of course, a famous trade show coach. I'm just kidding. I've never heard of Susan before, but I'm sure she's a, a fine lady. I think uh, trade shows, maybe we can treat those as uh, kind of synonymous with conferences. So in my industries, I usually uh, never heard of trade shows, but conferences, very common. So Susan offered trade show staff training programs that increase results and focused on building better relationships with customers, prospects, and advocates in the marketplace. So it helps you be more effective in the uh, conferences or trade shows. So this domain was created a long time ago, 2001, so it's 21 years old. Domain rating is 33. The domain authority is 30. And if you already have a business coaching site, you can recreate the pages with the links. Then you could redirect the URLs from this domain to your existing domain to capture the link juice. If you're starting from scratch, you would still want to recreate the pages with the links, of course. And another approach that you could add into the mix is, of course, informational content about trade shows and conferences, including virtual conferences, which are much more common now after the pandemic. And I would say there's probably endless topics that you can cover. Display ads are the perfect way to monetize the informational content. You could also create directories and databases about trade shows by category, venue, state, territory, whatever, worldwide. You could cover this on a worldwide basis, and you would have the opportunity to sell ads directly to companies and organizers. And you could have affiliate deals and referrals to several different areas, physical products that companies need for trade shows, training for trade show staff or the attendees, the people that are actually sitting in the booths and paying you know thousands of dollars to be in the conference, services needed by the you know people putting together their booths. I was chatting with uh, Chelsea Clark and this is actually coming up. Well, it's in this this episode, of course. So we talked about how much she spent on being a, a person that paid for a booth at a conference. It's not very cheap. They spend a lot of money on this. So the, the big thing is it's high ticket dollar amounts because it's companies and corporations, not like individuals or usually it's not small businesses. They usually can put a lot of money into it. So this domain has over 258 referring domains, 219 or do follow, and it has links from places like entrepreneur.com, foxbusiness.com, HubSpot, Inc., ThomasNet, and many more. If you use my affiliate link to join Otis, you can get $100 in your account. And if you purchase something, I might get a uh, commission, which I greatly appreciate. Let's get back to the show. And I technically only have a few more minutes here. So, I, and the thing is, there's like not many people around and the other booth is open. So we'll, um, we'll sort of wrap up, yeah. but we may stick around. So uh, the cost. So I do want to talk about the cost because that was like the uh, theme. I'm going to run through my cost really quick. And if you have a ballpark idea that you're willing to share, that'd be great too. Um, and you, you don't have to necessarily talk about the sponsorship and having a booth, but you can if you want. Happy I don't know. To, yeah. Okay. So for me, the conference fee was uh, two fifty, so not too bad. Pretty reasonable for the size of the conference. Hotel, kind of expensive, but I think we got a pretty good deal. So it's two hundred a night 
plus a uh, $50 like hotel fee, which I think it has internet, water park uh, access, which is, you know, well, well worth it. <laughs> and I think that's about it. There may be a couple other little things in there about, but about $250 a night. The flight was $450, so a little more expensive, but it is Orlando and there's a lot of there were a lot of kids on my flight because oh, no. Disney and everything. Of course, so, yeah. one thing I noticed was um, parents give the kids tablets, which is great. Yes, gets them to shut up. <laughs> Get those fucking kids earphones oh, because uh, yeah, they're everyone. like playing it loud, and I'm thinking, dude, yeah. like that's not much better. Have to have so headphones. yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, I don't know if you have kids, but I, do. I don't have kids. Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. And so. I, I can't tell him that I'm here in Orlando, right beside Disneyland and Disney World and everything. He would just be so upset. If oh yeah. <laughs> um, so the flight wasn't yeah. too, too bad. And then uh, food, I'm not 100% sure because um, everything's a little bit more expensive. Um, I do usually fast in the morning. I may have breakfast socially or something like that, but uh, drinks will be expensive. I did have my, uh, my dad was nearby. Uh, so he, I, I was like, hey, can you bring me like a couple cases of beer? So he did. So yesterday I was like hauling beer up like a college <laughs> student or something like that. Um, so all in and i'm estimating 100 bucks a day for food and drink but that could be off by 50 percent or 100 percent. it could be 200 bucks a day depending on how much i drink i don't know i'm not (laughs) sure party yeah so yeah we're talking like roughly 2300 bucks for uh and i came in early so tuesday through sunday so little expensive i don't have a direct roi from doing this it's more networking and having fun um, but I will be recording several episodes for this show and then Mile High Five, my other podcast. So a couple thousand bucks, pretty fun. I'm viewing it kind of as a little vacation. I don't tell my wife that, but that's <laughs> how I view it. So what about you, Chelsea? Yeah, so same hotel deal. So like 250 260 a night. Um, and then t- double that because I brought my uh, team member here. She has a room here too. So that's covered by me. Um, the flights, I flew from Canada. So a little bit more expensive. I think it was about like $1,200 round trip. Um, I went to the lounge. I had a layover in Seattle, so I had to pay for that. And it wasn't very good. So anyone who's uh, thinking about like the Seattle lounge at the airport, uh, yeah. I was hit or miss. What um, airline? Uh, I was with Alaska, but okay. it's just like this. Anyone Delta, could go, yeah. you, just, you just pay. Oh, gotcha. Pay. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't want to sound bougie. It's like, oh, it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's free, free drinks, whatever. Um, so that was cool. But then, yeah, so then uh, the, the Uber and then the actual FinCon price, like the sponsorship, I think I paid about $4,500 for the booth. Um, and then we got a flower wall that was about 3500 So it's wow. definitely adding up, um, you know. But, and I'll, same thing, don't have an ROA yet, just here, but not really selling anything. We're just giving free valuations and networking and meeting people. So it's really more about relationships for this event. And um, yeah, so far that's all I've spent. Haven't really paid for any food yet, but we're just getting started. So sure. I'm gonna get some Grubhub delivered to the hotel. I think that's my plan. Okay. Yeah. And they do have, um, there's a, we have little fridges in our room. So that's good for beer or food and then there are microwaves, not in the room, but oh. there's a bank down on the first floor. Oh, so that. yeah, yeah. You, if you head down, it's kind of, it's near like the arcade. It's a huge hotel. I think there's like 2000 yeah. plus rooms. So um, yeah, so a little pricey. I didn't do the math really well in my head, but you're looking at like, what, like eight to 10 K? I think something. so, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, and how does that compare to other conferences that you've gotten a booth at? 
Yeah, so this one's probably a little bit pricier just because it's on the East Coast more so. I'm oh, coming sure. from the West Coast in Vancouver. So we usually go to like Las Vegas or uh, California where it's, you know, the cost is a little bit less for the flights and sometimes even the hotels. Um, but yeah, booths are actually pretty, pretty much the same. I've seen some that are much more and I haven't gone and got those like $10,000 booths. It's just not don't really want to drop you know that much yeah, off yeah. yet but um yeah no i think I'm, I'm happy with the investment i think it's going to be a really good experience and um yeah it's well worth it cool yeah and this is a it's a pretty fun conference once you know a handful of people and i have uh my podcast co-host for my other show he knows a lot of people so he introduced me to a bunch of folks last year so i mean even just walking around the hall i think i saw like six people that i that i knew which is it, it's very nice because you don't see them all the time and then there's some recognizable faces and then there's going to be you know big parties and stuff like that yeah so very cool well chelsea where can people find you you can find me at blogsforsale.co and you can also find me on instagram at blogsforsale or at her paper route. Awesome. Very good. Thanks a lot for sitting with me for a bit. Thanks for having me over. I'll see you at the parties. All right. See ya. <laughs> Chelsea just left and it was great to, to chat with her. And I wanted to just give a little debrief, but then my man here, what's your name again? Eugene. Eugene from yeah. Tascam. Yep. He came over to find out what the fuck I was doing over here. We cuss <laughs> on the podcast. You don't All have right. to because I know right. you're on a professional capacity here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so he has a booth over here and he was asking me what I'm doing and, yeah. and kind of just like, hey, what's going on with this conference and all that. So yeah, we're gonna talk about it a little bit and I figure may as well use uh, all the all the content I, I can. And they haven't kicked me out. Technically I was supposed to leave five minutes ago, uh -huh. but we're still sitting here. So Eugene. Yes. Uh, tell me about your role at Tascam and uh, you know what you're what you're doing over in the booth. And we'll we'll back into it like we were chatting before. Oh yeah, sure. Well, I'm a regional sales manager for Tascam and I cover a lot of territory. And one of the, the many aspects of my job is teaching and training folks uh, how to use our products. And our latest product we have right now is our Mixcast 4, which is a, a podcast editor. Uh, it's also content creation. It's a multi-track recorder. It's quite a few things before I even called it a podcaster. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it'll do a whole lot of different things for you um, so that you can uh, capture great audio, yeah. capture, you know, sound effects and all these other really cool things. So. Cool. Yeah, I can tell you're a sales guy. I was like, hey, what do you do? And you're like, we got a new product. And I, I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time. So, okay. Right. Um, so you, you do these uh, like conferences occasionally, but you've never been to FinCon, right? Yes. No, I'm, we've never been to FinCon. I think it was the content creation part of it that uh, caught the attention of, of uh, my vice president and, uh, and our uh, our uh, show director and so that that's to come on here today so. okay mm -hmm. and i didn't tell you before this is a paid sponsored spot so can i just send you an invoice for oh, the check absolutely <laughs> yeah sure so yeah. okay perfect and right. one thing you we were talking about before is yes. like hey what is this kind of conference and all that stuff and it looks like people are looking over here so they may yeah. they may kick me out but we'll see how it goes so it's uh, it started as the financial bloggers conference, but now there's right. all these different content pieces. So tons of podcasts, super popular, of course, right. and then YouTube as well, where you know audio is just as important or more important right. than right. on exactly. uh, podcasts. So there's a ton of people with podcasts that are you know walking around or people that 
you know, more likely the people you want to talk to yes. is people that don't have a podcast yet and they're thinking of starting and they need to know like what kind of equipment, what kind of options they have. So I see you got mics and stuff set up over there. Yes, the, we do. And uh, what, what was the product that you mentioned before with the, basically it's like a mobile recording studio. Yes, I'm it's sure. uh, the Tascam Mixcast 4. Okay, cool. Right. And for for people that um, aren't familiar with like the competitor, can you mention the competitors? Like, what is it an alternative to, so people can place it in their mind? Oh, what sure, it's absolutely. Good for? Uh, you know, um, our competition is Zoom. Uh, competition is Broadcaster. Uh, in regards to you know going head to head with the the Mixcast Four. Gotcha. So when those are just a couple of those, you know, there's a tons of ways you can podcast. You know, very simple, simply by using a USB microphone, using a USB interface. However, you know, what we've uh, really stepped into is the uh, content creation, uh, being creative without actually having it to uh, plug into a computer. Sure, it can all be done right onto the Mixcast for itself. Gotcha. Which is super convenient. I have, I do have uh, actually what we're recording on here is the same one that I have personally. It's a uh, uh, pod track uh, zoom and it works well it's light it, it's not um it's not as durable as some of the other zoom products but yeah. i don't really kick around my my gear too much <laughs> so it, it handles it okay yeah but i i could i would say probably with some travel like they would wear more uh more than like a some of the more durable products like the h4n or yeah there's a couple yeah. others that are a little more rugged where you know, you could probably drop them and they'd be all right. This would probably crumble to pieces, I would say. So, so anyway, cool. Uh, Eugene, do you have any other questions about like FinCon or anything like that? Cause you, like we were saying like, ah, like I'm not a hundred percent and it's quiet in here right now. They just opened up. Right. I I think more or less was the, uh, the mystery behind it was what is actually going on on over there with uh, all these other, you know, people that are attending it in regards to, you know, what, what they came here to find out oh, okay came here to see you know that i see there's a lot of booths out here where people are offering services of some type of one another but yes i, I think more or less the people we or i want to run into are those like hey i, I want to start a podcast or yeah. i need to start a podcast and what do i need to do and how do you do it and there seems to be um like myself and some other folks here that can definitely help people with that right on yeah cool mm-hmm. and yeah on on the other side there's a bunch of talks happening so a bunch okay. of a bunch of people are teaching something in it i think there's like two to three or more going on at the same time so some of them are on you know blogging and writing some of them are about you know writing books there's a booth over there for uh like authors and then there are podcasters youtubers there are uh social media influencers so tiktok instagram like all that kind of stuff where you know actually even some of them may maybe you could use you guys have like lav mics too oh yeah hook up yeah, to absolutely. phones or whatever no we're, we're we're a legacy company that's been around forever and we, we know how to capture audio that's got for it sure. cool yeah so a lot of people just figuring out how to create content then there's another side so it got so big yeah. that um even people that don't create content that are just consumers of the content would come because we all hang out and party okay so it's a very fun conference go to the uh, like the happy oh, hours right, and all yeah. this stuff. You guys will have a great time hanging out, meeting people. That's where all the, like, that's where the deals are made. So um, okay. some people are going to stroll around and sure. stuff. But yeah, when you, you know, don't, don't come on too strong, you know. Gotcha. But uh, yeah. yeah, just be cool and people are going to hang out with you. All right, great. All right. So Eugene, thanks a lot. And if people want to learn more about Taskcam or whatever, where do they go? Uh, go to Taskcam.com slash US or yeah, that's where you'll find everything about Taskcam. 
Cool. All right. All right. And I'll just wrap it up here. So this, uh, it was fun and I, no one's kicking me out yet, but I, I'm going to go and hang out with some people. Some of my friends are going to show up soon. It's about beer 30 or almost noon or so. Yeah, but something like that. Anyway, well, we'll end it up here and, um, yeah, we'll catch you on the next episode.